0: hello everyone this is hello drive Through therapy thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode and as always i'm grateful for your support and for all the um share as you guys have been doing keep doing that that is awesome and it's exciting to see this being shared with other people and them relating to it also i am looking for the next story that we're going to kind of help process to get our way to healing so if you can please email me a story that you would like me to address or an issue that you would like me to talk more about you can email me at t-a-l-a-i-b-r-a 8888 at gmail.com and I will be very grateful for that and it would be a great contribution. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. I happen to just pick them as they come. If it is time to put them on, I will use them. So uh, you let me know. You let me know what you want to hear about or want me to talk about. Okay. So I don't know if you hear any differences in my voice, but I have a little bit of an allergy situation. But trust me, this is in the healing process. So it was pretty bad. Uh, after I did my last recording, like my voice got really, I got like a throat thing going on and a chest congestion and it just, it kind of took over. So it was good to heal from it. And during that time, unfortunately, is when the El Paso, Texas shooting, active shooter, event happened here and and i'm here in el paso texas i don't know if you guys are aware of that but here we go and so it's been kind of busy for me as a therapist working through a lot of people and their experience with just loss and loss of security loss of a sense of safety and simple things like going to walmart has now become so uh, heightened and alert where before you would go to Walmart to spend some time you know when you had extra time and you would just walk around and shop you know I I went to Walmart uh, the day before yesterday and no I want to say it was last night I went to Walmart and it was so quiet people were walking around that I've never seen people so quiet in Walmart it mm-hmm. was strange and understandable it's a reality that it happens to be a, s- a snippet of El Paso history, but it's not all El Paso history. It is not what I think El Paso would like to be known for, but it is a snippet of its history. Now it is. It's difficult to convey the feeling that comes with that. You know, I'm I'm very logical. Most of the time, I'm very logical, and so... I like to think about even loss in a logical sense and help people through it. But no matter what, emotions are going to be experienced and they're quite heightened. And even if you have not had a direct knowledge of the victims that were in this event, unfortunately, you still experience the feeling of uh, the breach in safety, I guess, is what I'm trying to describe it as. A breach in safety and security. So, but interestingly enough, this is also bringing a lot of reminiscence on loss in sessions, not just this event, but loss in general. And it's, it's bringing, it's bringing people in to resolve or review or deal with just all around loss in their lives. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how to deal with loss. The first thing I want to mention about loss is that loss is a fact of life. It is a fact of life because if you think about it, the clue is right. The clue is me. The clue is me. I am not born with anything else but my body and whatever that's in it. Meaning that I have in no way any right or any guarantee that it will stay on me. Heck, I can't even guarantee that any organ I have will stay on me in my lifetime. So, sure as hell, I cannot I cannot guarantee anything external of me is going to stay on me or permanently with me. But unfortunately, that is where the pain of loss comes, is that we have not accepted this fact of life. We have not accepted that anything outside of me is not going to be permanent in nature. And that's a hard pill to swallow most of us do not want to deal with this before it's time which makes it very shocking for us when loss does occur we don't want to deal with and accept the idea that I cannot be trying to keep things outside of me or fearing that I would lose it so I'll do everything to keep it outside of me uh, to keep it with me I hope that makes sense and that's where all that pain and suffering comes in is my attempt to keep what's outside of me with me, whether it's my children, it's my spouse, it's my boyfriend, girlfriend, it's my mom, my dad, them staying with me. And when loss does occur, as it will, my friends, I break down. It is a big, intense hit painful hit because i have not accepted this fact before then we don't want to think about loss before we lose we only think about loss after it occurs which is interesting we do think about loss before it occurs but only in a form of fear we don't think of it as in a form of acceptance which is why again we suffer so one of the first things I'm going to ask everybody to do, to really think about and do and start doing now is accepting, working on accepting that loss is a fact of life. I'm not born with it. I'm not guaranteed to carry it with me for the rest of my life. So there's no expectation that should be on it, placed on this thing that it's gonna, that's going to stay with me. I have to accept that everybody outside of me, meaning human beings, will have their own decisions to make. And I cannot keep anybody they either choose to stay or they do not choose to stay they choose to move away or not move away they they choose to break up this relationship or this marriage or not they can choose to be faithful to this marriage or cheat they are more than allowed to do anything at all that they are they, their free will has been given to them and they're and they're allowed to do whatever it is they want to do and they will and if anything that shows us about any life events is that no matter how much we Attempt to try to prevent it and understand all angles of this event, especially this event, the recent event, for example, the shooting. We cannot, in no way, in no way, ever have predicted that this person is, in fact, thinking about it and he's willing to do it. And he's going to go do it. There's no way we could have all predicted that. So, loss is loss, my friends. It's experienced in the brain and it's intense. And it's supposed to be intense, uh, but it can be prevented. The intensity can be prevented when we start accepting that loss is a fact of life and that it's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I hope that's a good way to start. Loss is a fact of life. I am not born with it, so there's no way I'm going to be able to keep it. Like I have no control over keeping it is what I'm saying. And my attempt to, to keep it, it is just basically fear am um, driven by fear so let's reduce the need to respond to loss after it happens let's go ahead and prepare before it does by not using fear but rather using acceptance okay now the next thing i want you to think about when you're exper- when you're working on ex- accepting loss is staying away from the why's why did this have to happen why does this happen? Any form of why, any form of why, in which you cannot answer, and thinking about the why just, sometimes, most of the time, just perpetuates a feeling of confusion and a feeling of anger, and a feeling of denial. And it is not where we want to be. That's, there's no path to healing when we attempt to delve into the the why. There, there's no way. It just won't happen. Most people will go to extremes and say, hey, well, Tala, you don't want us to to figure out, people take responsibility for why they did that. That's different. I I already know who's responsible for shooting. It's the shooter. And they're responsible for making the decision to do so. That's them. I understand that. Now, no matter what why this person gives me, or what why society may give me, that does not change the fact. The fact is that people died And the fact is that many people lost their sons, daughters, family, friends, and nobody could have predicted that. Nobody. Nobody could have went inside this person's mind and predicted that he was going to go and and do whatever he did. I don't care how good of anything you might be uh, at your profession, if you're a mental health provider, it doesn't matter. We all can tell you. There's no way we can predict a person's free will. When they decide to do something, when any person decides to do something, it is their decision. And our inability to accept that sometimes and want to ask why is, is going to cause us a lot of suffering. We stay stuck. We are going to stay stuck in anger. We're going to stay stuck, like I said, in denial, in feelings of, uh, insecurity, need for control. All those things could arise from just asking so many freaking whys. It's just going to be worry, 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 worry. It's an infinite thought process that will never fucking end. You want to ask how many whys? You yeah, know, well, we can come up with a lot of whys and a lot of scenarios of why people do the things that they do. I just, I'm not sure that it's going to prevent anything. I think it's in our attempt to think one thought is superior than another and we can both flaunt each other's thoughts and uh, compete which thought is better but in reality it is all nonsense i don't need to know why people died and i need to focus on understanding and accepting that people died and that there's no good reason there's there's no good reason there is never going to be a good reason why a person dies but especially before their time and well I I don't know what their time is actually. To think of it, I, as I've gone too far even in this in this podcast because in reality, I've got it down to I can't even. It's not even for me to say. It's not even for say for me to determine what time does a person expire. Does a person's lifespan expires? It is not mine to say. So, <clears throat> it's rough. It's rough having this conversation. But staying away from wise. And this is something you're going to have to do consistently and interrupt that thought process that will take you to the why. Why did this have to happen? Why did this person do this? Why did this person have to die before their time? Uh, at, like I said, even even suggesting that I know what the right time for a person to die is completely egotistical because there's no way I can fucking know that. There's no way. Let's just get real. There's no way I'm going to be able to know when a person is going to die. When is it too soon? When is it too late? I I cannot determine that. That's my ego talking. That's my ego talking. So, sit back. Why is not for us to know? If that was the case, it would have been assigned to you. Attached to your body. A manual. Attached to your body of why you're going to die. Why you're going to lose somebody that you care about. There is nothing that we can do about that. What we do from here on out is accept. And to get faster towards acceptance, we've gotta get rid of the wise. Irrelevant. They're irrelevant. They don't take they don't do <coughs> they don't do anything with the facts. The facts still remain. The loss is the loss. I hope that makes sense. The next way to get to understanding and dealing and accepting loss is by keeping away from the shoulds and the coulds. I should have done this, I should have done that, this shoulda happened this way. I should have prevented it somehow. I should have done this thing to prevent it. I should have, I don't know, checked on them. I should have, I don't know, uh, not let them go, to go to the store, whatever, variation of this. We will do it. And it's just suffering, internal suffering with the shoulds and the coulds. It still does not take away the fact. The fact is that this person died. And another fact is I had no say in it. My human attempt to wrap my head around something that is beyond me such as somebody's time to leave this earth or not is gonna cause me suffering and it sure will it'll make my time here on earth miserable because I cannot stop thinking about what I need to know and what I'm entitled to know again my ego talking or things that I should have stopped irrelevant there's no shoulds and coulds here friends when it is time it is time There are people that survive the biggest catastrophes that you would think they're miracles. But there are other people that lose their life in a simple, what we would consider like a simple freak accident event. You know, they could have fallen off a ladder and they would have passed passed away. And um, (coughs) this is something that we cannot determine. There's no shoulds and coulds that would be, again, explainable or preventable. The thing is, going back to that, is suffering for us and it keeps us in this inability to get over a loss or understand it or accept it better. Accept it. So stay away from the shoulds and the coulds. We don't need to do that. There's no good bargain that you need to make with anyone to bring this person back. They cannot come back. And I don't just mean, <coughs> excuse me, death. I mean, it's gone. They could have walked out of your life and and it's time for them to go. It doesn't just have to be loss. As in death, it could be loss. Loss is experienced as loss in the brain. It does not discriminate between loss is death or loss in divorce. Loss is loss. The next part I want you guys to consider is when you are going through this Loss, grieving the loss or healing from this loss is by being very patient and being tolerant of your feelings during that time. A lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to get over something quickly, or they have an expectation of themselves that they need to be more—I uh, don't know—quicker uh, in in getting over this. Like, uh, why am I? And they ask themselves, Why am I still? going back to this even years after this happened because i think that the the more we try to avoid the feeling and not ride it out not really experience it not feel it to heal it the more we avoid it the less we're able to heal from it we need to ride it out we need to ride out the emotion we don't need to avoid it people will do the fanciest things to try to avoid the feelings of pain but growth occurs when we ride it out when we just ride it out. There's no shortcut to this one, friends. There's no shortcut. You just got to feel the pain of the loss. And that's okay. I promise you that there's healing that comes after, but it has to go through it. And accepting means I will cry. Accepting means that I will go back at times and might get into my whys or shoulds and coulds and but that's okay I can bring myself to acceptance my brain is going to want to go do all those things but I can bring myself back to safety and acceptance and say yeah I lost this person and keep repeating yes this person is gone your brain is going to have to keep repeating this person is gone that's okay you keep repeating it and eventually it'll make sense I don't know how it does but it does I don't know when it does but it does But I know for sure that it happens after we accept. And this acceptance, there's no time frame on it, my friends. This healing, there's no time frame on it. So don't try to be uh, competitive with it or think that you have to punish yourself for feeling pain. No, 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 no. You take your time. You take your time and tolerate your own feelings and be nurturing to them and compassionate to yourself as you're healing i don't need you to rush anything nobody's pushing you to rush and if other people are uncomfortable with your loss that's okay i don't need them to be comfortable i just need you to be comfortable with your loss that's it i need you to be accepting of it and understand that i don't need to understand why but i accept that it's a loss i hope that makes sense okay the final thing that i want i want to mention here in coping with grief is to make sure that we stay away from blaming it's kind of easy to do that it's again it's it's kind of easy to blame things on race and to blame things on hidden agendas political agendas or blame a certain person or a certain sickness or something i can blame a lot of things right but uh and blame people for it. But I've noticed, with working with people, the people that heal fastest are the ones that, believe it or not, are not blaming anyone. They've accepted that the person that they loved is gone. There's no one to blame. It has nothing. There's no way that in blaming it will not stop or change the facts. Will not prevent it. It will not change the facts. It will just perpetuate the hurt. It'll just—it's like a longer, miserable road to grieving a loss, and I don't think we want that. We want a healing. A wrote the road to healing a loss, not just not just feeling just pain and and re and and rehashing the pain over and over again. It's it's kind of like reopening the wound when we blame people, but it's almost easy. It's, it's almost easy to do it sometimes. If I can blame the drunk driver that killed my only son, for example, uh, it would be easy for me to blame that person. And, um, and that's a real story. I had a person that lost their only child to a drunk driver and I've never once heard them say, Oh, you know, I blame, I blame this person. Uh, it's almost irrelevant. Doesn't change the fact. And this person did uh, did honestly a better job moving forward and healing and healing and 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 working on living their life even without their child. And that's that's my clue there. That possibly blaming may not help us out. It just keeps us hurting more. It keeps us away from the facts and accepting them just further away from them. You won't like it. I hope that helped anybody today who's experiencing loss or had experienced a loss. And It's an important topic and it might not be the last time I ever talk about it, but I I know that I had to talk about it today and I don't know if it done you guys any good. I don't know how many times I coughed doing this, but I had to do it. I had to get it out today because I have not, (laughs) excuse me, I have not posted anything and I just feel like I need to work out that energy, especially with dealing with a lot of loss. The facts are the facts, my love, and there's no way that we can undo them. They are done. And let's give ourselves some time and compassion to heal. And to all the families everywhere, nationwide, that have lost people that they loved, Just know and be at peace with the fact that it is not your call. It is not my call to know when somebody can stay or go. And there's a little bit of peace that comes with that. That means I don't got to explain it. I got to just trust. And have faith in what I cannot see. So... My human mind cannot explain that. And I keep exactly where my human mind is. I don't need to predict things I know my human brain cannot predict. I only do what is human. And I can never know why somebody had to go. Somebody cannot live any longer. I I can never know why. There's no good answer (laughs) that I could come up with. So I suggest you guys bring yourself to a place of healing and please send out the prayers and give a moment of silence to all the people that we've uh, we've lost your lights shine on in the memories that you guys left for the people that are still here thank you everyone for listening this has been an episode of drive through